0: Drama on One.
1: Sundays at 8 p.m. RTA.ie forward slash drama on one.
0: Drama on one. My name is Alan Stamford and welcome to Othello in Offley. And this final sequence of the play will be read by Owen Griffin, Adam O'Donoghue, Andrew Maloney and Keith Murphy, and Aoife Nolan, all from Tullamore College. once again fate takes a hand but unfortunately a moment too late rather than a moment too soon just after othello kills desdemona amelia hammers on the door comes storming in with a terribly important piece of news
1: oh my good lord yonder's foul murder's done what now but now my lord cassio my lord has killed a young venetian called rodrigo
2: rodrigo killed and cassio killed
1: no cassio is not killed
2: not cassio killed then murders out of tune, and sweet revenge grows harsh.
0: And now, Shakespeare, with this absolute genius for dramatic form, is about to let the final truth trickle out. Amelia has arrived, she finds Desdemona dead, Othello admits to the killing, and he tells her why. But as he tells her, the truth, the real truth, the truth that we, the audience, know, slowly begins to trickle out. Cassio did top her. Thy husband knew it all.
1: My husband? Thy husband. That she was false to wedlock?
2: Aye, with Cassio. Nay, had she been true, if heaven would make me such another world of one entire and perfect chrysolite, I'd not have sold her for it.
1: My husband?
2: Ay, 'twas twas he that told me first. An honest man he is, and hates the slime that sticks on filthy deeds.
1: My husband?
2: What needs this iterance, woman? I say thy husband.
1: O oh, mistress, villainy hath made mocks with love. My husband say that she was false.
2: He, woman, I say thy husband, dost understand the word. My friend, thy husband, honest, honest, Iago.
1: If he say so, may his pernicious soul rot half a grain a day. He lies to the heart. She was too fond of her most filthy bargain.
0: And look again at the use of repetition. All the way through the play, Shakespeare has used this incredibly clever device to keep repeating a word, to make that word stick in the brain. And in the brain of Emilia, it sticks. Thy husband, and she can't believe it. It was thy husband who told me. My husband, thy husband, that she was false to wedlock. My husband said this. In the little interim that's there, Othello yet again restates his absolute love for Desdemona. Yes, he killed her. He killed her because she slept with Cassio. Had she been true, if heaven would make me such another world as one entire and perfect chrysolite, I'd not have sold her for it. If the entire world was made of a diamond and they offered it to me, I wouldn't have swapped Desdemona for that world. But because she was faithless, I killed her. And I killed her on the word of your husband. My husband, she still can't believe it. Emilia is standing there being told that her husband, the man she trusts, the man she adores, the man she'd do anything for, has caused all this. An honest man he is, says Othello and hates the slime that sticks on filthy deeds. My husband, she repeats it again. What needs this iterance? I say thy husband. Shakespeare's almost using comedy technique. It's almost like a comedy scene, except it's about something so desperately serious. My husband said that she was false. He woman, I say that, does thou understand the word? I mean, fellow's now getting to the point of exasperation. He's extremely upset, he's just killed his wife. He can't believe that she can't take on this very simple concept. Your husband, told me, thy husband, my friend, and that wonderful, wonderful wrap-up, honest, honest Iago, and slowly it clicks in her brain, if this is true, may his pernicious soul rot half a grain a day, and she turns on Othello, she was too fond of her most filthy bargain, marrying you, very quickly, the other officers arrive to discover the murder scene.
3: What is the matter, how now, General?
1: Oh, are you come, Iago? You've done well that men must lay their murders on your neck. What is the matter? Disprove this villain, if thou beest a man. He says thou toldst him that his wife is false. I know thou didst not. Thou are not such a villain. Speak, for my heart is full.
3: I told him what I thought, and told no more.
1: But did you ever tell him she was false? I did. You told a lie, an odious, damned lie. Upon my soul, a lie, a wicked lie. She falls with Cassio.
0: And there we have it again, the repetition. You told a lie, an odious, damned lie upon my soul. A lie, a wicked lie. And again, the single word, being beaten into the brain. But this time, it's being beaten into the brain of Othello and Iago.
1: Villainy, villainy, villainy. I think upon it, I think, I smell it. Oh, villainy. I thought so then, I'll kill myself for grief. Oh, villainy,
0: villainy. Villainy, villainy. Again, the word is repeated. Villainy, something is bad here. Somebody has done something wrong. And again, a word that we heard much earlier in the play is being brought back. I think upon it. That use of the word think implies immediately that ideas should be festering in the brain. But this time, it's the truth that's festering rather than the lie. Othello, on the other hand, is still gazing upon the dead body of his wife. Oh,
2: she was foul. "'Tis pitiful, but yet Iago knows that she with Cassio had the act of
0: shame a thousand times committed." Cassio confessed it. A thousand times committed? They've only been there a few days. How could that be possible? Even if it were true, it wouldn't be possible. But Iago's festering of Othello's brain allows Othello to make these gross exaggerations. He now believes the
2: worst. And she did gratify his amorous works with that recognizance and pledge of love which I first gave her. I saw it in his hand. It was a handkerchief,
0: an antique token my father gave my mother.
1: Oh, heaven. Oh, heavenly powers. And
0: at that moment, the truth finally clicks in Amelia's brain. It was the handkerchief, the handkerchief she gave Iago. Now she knows the truth, and Iago knows she knows the truth, and his reaction is... Come, hold your peace.
1: Twill out, twill out. I, peace? No, I will speak as liberal as the north. Let heaven and men and devils, let them all, 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 cry shame against me, yet I'll speak.
0: And she will speak. She'll now tell what she knows. Again, the repetition. Let them all, 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 cry shame against me, I'll speak. It's all clear in her mind, and she's going to speak the truth.
1: O thou dull moor, that handkerchief thou speak'st of, I found by fortune and did give my husband. He begged of me to steal it. She give it Cassio? No, alas, I found it and did give it my husband.
3: Filth, thou liest.
1: By heaven, I do not. I do not, gentlemen. Oh, murderous coxcomb. What should such a fool do with so good a woman?
0: The truth is out, and it's Amelia who has seen it. And for that, Iago kills her. On the spot, stabs her. He now knows that all the pretense is gone. He now knows that the truth has escaped and nothing he can do will pull it back again. He's lost the game. He played it brilliantly, but he lost it. But he still has some perverted victory because out of the game he played, Desdemona is dead and Othello is destroyed. As the room fills with all the characters of the play who are still left alive, Othello is left looking at his dead wife.
2: No, how dost thou look now? O ill-starred wench, pale as thy smock. When we shall meet at Comte, this look of thine will hurl my soul from heaven, and fiends will snatch at it. He already sees
0: that what he has done has condemned him to the hell he thought he was sending her to. My soul will be hurled from heaven, and fiends will snatch at it. He knows he's committed a sin. It's not merely the murder of her, it was his doubt, it was his distrust, and the feeling of guilt is overwhelming. Cold,
2: cold, my girl, even like thy chastity, O cursed slave, whip me, ye devils, from the possession of this heavenly sight, blow me about in winds, roast me in sulphur, wash me in steep down gulfs of liquid fire, O Desdemona, Desdemona, dead.
0: He really does want to be punished. He actually actively wants to be punished. He feels such remorse, and again, repetition. O Desdemona, Desdemona, dead.
3: Where is this rash and most unfortunate man?
0: That's he that was Othello. Here I
2: am.
3: Where is that viper? Bring the villain forth.
2: I look down towards his feet, but that's a fable. If that thou be'st the devil, I cannot kill thee. And with that, Othello
0: tries to stab
2: Iago.
3: Wrench his sword from him. I plead,
2: sir, but not killed. I am not sorry, neither. I'd have thee live, for in my sense, tis happiness to die.
3: O thou, Othello, thou wert once so good, fallen in the practice of a damned slave. What shall be said to thee?
2: Why, anything. An honorable murderer, if you will. For naught I did in hate, but all in honor. And
0: that's true. He didn't do it because he hated her. He loved her. He did it because it was the honorable thing to do. He truly believed his wife was unfaithful. He truly believed he had to punish her.
3: This wretch had part confessed his villainy. Did you and he consent in Cassio's death? I. Dear General, I never gave you cause.
2: I do believe it, and I ask your pardon. Will you, I pray, demand that demi devil why he hath thus ensnared
0: my soul and body?
3: Demand me nothing. What you know, you know. From this time forth, I
0: never will speak word. And it's almost Iago's satisfaction at this last moment when they say, OK, get him to confess. Get him to tell the truth. Get him to tell us why he did it. Iago's final satisfaction is, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to say a word. He will not justify himself. And no matter what they do, he said, that's it. I'm saying nothing.
3: What, not to pray? Torments will up your lips.
0: Well, thou dost best. How came you,
2: Cassio, by that handkerchief that was my wife's?
3: I found it in my chamber, and he himself confessed, but even now that there he dropped it for a special purpose, which wrought to his desire.
0: Oh, fool, fool, fool. And Othello, you know, if only he'd asked that question before. If only he'd walked up to Cassio and said, you got my wife's handkerchief, where did you get it? But he didn't, because he just believed what was told to him. Fool, fool, fool. Now, far, far too late, he realises what a fool he's been.
3: Here is a letter found in the pocket of the slain Rodrigo. And he upbraids Iago, that he made him, brave me upon the watch. Whereon it came that I was cast, Iago set him on. You must forsake this room and go with us. Your power and your command is taken off and Cassio rules in Cyprus. For this slave, if there be any cunning cruelty that can torment him much and hold him long, it shall be his. You shall close prisoner rest till the nature of your fault be known to the Venetian state. Come, bring him away.
0: And in that, Lodovico, representing the state of Venice, is putting order back into it. He's sort of shutting down that period of chaos and saying, okay, this is what's going to happen. Now we have order. Now we have discipline again. Now the reign of Iago is over. He says to Othello, you are under arrest. Your power and command is taken off. Cassio is now governor of Cyprus. As for this slave, Iago, and I find this line quite chilling, if any cunning cruelty." that can torment him much and hold him long, it shall be his." In other words, they are going to make him suffer before he dies. They are going to punish him very, very cruelly. But Othello has one last moment before the inevitable occurs, one last moment to express himself and his feelings.
2: Soft you, a word or two before you go. I have done the state some service, and they know it. No more of that. I pray you, in your letters, when you shall these unlucky deeds relate, speak of me as I am, nothing extenuate, nor set down aught in malice. Then must you speak of one that loved not wisely, but too well.
0: Of one that loved not wisely, but too well. He knows he wasn't a good husband. He knows that what he did was wrong, but he also knows that he loved not too well, but completely. Of
2: one not easily jealous, but being wrought perplexed in the extreme. Of one whose hand, like the base Indian, threw a pearl away, richer than all his tribe, of one whose subdued eyes, albeit unused to the melting mood, dropped tears as fast as the Arabian trees their medicinal gum, set you down this, and say besides that in Aleppo once, where a malignant and turbaned Turk beat a Venetian and traduced the state, I took by the throat the circumcised dog, and smote him
0: thus. And in that moment, a fellow, finally finishes himself. Takes out a knife, stabs himself. And he does it because it's his punishment on himself. He doesn't want the state to do it. He has done the state service. It wasn't the state he offended. He offended the one thing in the world he loved most. And he offended her with jealousy. He offended her with distrust, with doubt. He offended her to death. So the punishment for him should be by his own hand. He and only he should punish himself for what he did.
2: I kissed thee, ear. I killed thee. No way but this killing myself to die upon a kiss.
0: Which is what he does. He dies upon a kiss. He dies still loving her. He never stopped loving her. He killed her because he loved her, and he kills himself because he loved her. Othello is not simply a play about jealousy even though two of its main protagonists certainly suffer from that weakness, both Iago and Othello. But none of the action of the play would have happened but for one other emotion, the absolute love that Othello and Desdemona feel for each other. If he had not loved her so completely, he could never have been so offended by the sin he believed her to have committed. He could never have risen to such a height of passion as to kill her for it. And if her love for him were not so complete, she could never have fought on to keep his love, no matter what he said, no matter what he did. Othello is, quite possibly, the greatest love story ever told.